Your London Legacy loves to catch up with some of the great characters and iconic buildings in our magnificent city, and today's guest is no exception. Nevio Jr. is the third generation of the Polici family who came over to London from Lucca in Tuscany, Italy way back in 1900. Back then, Priamo Polici and his wife Alida came to London with their son and Priamo took a job in a small cafe, which he subsequently bought. The cafe was named E. Polici in honor of his wife. When Priamo died of tuberculosis in 1931, Alida raised their seven kids and shaped the business into what it is today, a handcrafted, wood-paneled, Art Deco-style cafe restaurant, which was Grade 2 listed in 2005. Situated in the heart of Bethnal Green Road, East London, E. Polici is now run by Mama Maria, who is well into her 70s, her children Nevio and Anna, and older cousin Tony, who's worked there for nearly 50 years. Apart from the food, which is a splendid mix of traditional English and Italian fare, all freshly prepared on the premises, E. Polici is more of a social club where all cultures, ages and sections of society happily sit across the Formica tables from each other and share their stories. Celebrities drop in from time to time to sample the unique atmosphere, and the craze used to meet up there regularly too, to hold court. E. Polici is a unique place with a special character, and in this lively chat with Nevio, you get a real flavour of the stories it holds. I'm Steve Lazarus, and this is Your London Legacy. Well, we're live now, guys, so... Right. <laughs> so I'm delighted to say I am in E... I E Pelici. Pelici. No, no, no. We like a bit of background noise. Yeah. That's fine. A bit of ambient atmosphere. We're not going to hear anything. That's Tony, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Tony. That's my cousin that's Tony. That's cousin Tony. Hi, cousin so Tony's Tony. Been here. For how many years have you been here, Tony? Hi, Tom? cousin Tony. Uh, last week was in 49 years. 49 years? He's a baby. You don't look a day over. He's a baby. 49 look at you, that. you started when you were nil, didn't you? Look at that. <laughs> Born into the cafe. <laughs> we brought him over from Italy, from the mountains of Tuscany. Tony's come over and he's been here ever since. And he's been here ever since. Yeah. So let's just say where we are. Look, first of all, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Steve. And uh, we've got uh, Nevio Pellici. Pellici, Nevio yes. Pellici. Well said. I always ask my guests yeah, how they pronounce course. their names because they've all got very weird names like yeah. Ray Gelato. Gelato Pellici. We were, we were talking about just before. Yeah. Here we are in Pellici. It's a cafe, restaurant yeah. of Italian origin. Yeah. AKA Greasy Spoon. Yeah. But well, not. I don't like that one so much. We don't like that spoon. one so much. But that's what I used to call them but years ago. But I don't like that one so much just because no. um, it's not. You're we, not a greasy yeah, spoon. Yeah, we're not a greasy spoon. Even our breakfast and that, they're not, they never come up greasy. They're always nice and we try and use all fresh ingredients. And um, yeah, so I'll, don't say that one again, Steve. No, I won't. Okay. So it's what, but so cafe, what, restaurant, cafe, yeah. restaurant. cafe restaurant. Cafe restaurant. Cafe slash restaurant. Yeah, slash restaurant. Because we do a bit of both. We don't just do the breakfast stuff and rolls and sandwiches. Like mum, we're in here a, a long time from the morning. We, we prepare all our own cannellonis and lasagnas and pies, chicken, bacon and mushroom, steak pies. Everything is homemade from scratch. So, um, yeah, so it's like cafe slash restaurant. Fantastic. Yeah. So let's just position this for the people who are listening. Where yeah. exactly are We're in Bethnal Green. Right, uh, so we're right in the centre of Bethnal Green, right yeah. along Bethnal Green Main Road, about halfway up. It's a little tiny cafe. We've got 37 seats inside, another 10 outside. The cafe has got a beautiful wooden interior inside, all inlaid wood. It's not just a cafe to us or a workplace. It's like our second home. We was mm. always in here from mm. when we was babies, like... They used to, it's a lot different now because we had a big fire. We can come to that after. We had a big yeah, yeah. fire in 2000. But before that, there was like, um, it was a kitchen on one side. There was a little front room on the other side where my dad grew up and all, the, all my uncles. They were all born upstairs. There's only two little tiny rooms upstairs. So my um, nan and 
granddad would have been in one room with a few kids and the rest of the kids would have been in the other room. Mm. And baths, there was a little alley out the back there, a little like yard where they, the kids would have had... Just move your mic a little Sorry. bit. Sorry. No, that's okay. My Sue Lounge. No, you're not. It's you're, never no, been no. Before, Steve. <laughs> Most so, guests will sort of move the microphone away from them. You're virtually no, eating I it. I am but, eating the microphone. <laughs> you're like yeah. an ice cream. Well, that's it. Like you a gelato. In case you try and take it away. <laughs> no, no, I like I'm not going to give it up. Don't worry. No, it's all yours. I've got fame. I want to keep it. You're not taking it away from me, Steve. Go for it. So let's talk about your family because yeah. this has been in the re- been in the restaurant, been in the, the family yeah. since the ni- nineteen hundred, yeah. which is pretty much unique. I would have thought. I think we're like the oldest cafe of this type in in England. You must be. Have you yeah. have you actually done any research to well, sort of establish that? We've sort of done a few radio things I've heard before. I think we're the oldest cafe we turn in 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 England. One in uh, Blackheath, which is called Gambardella. Uh-huh. Well, this started in nineteen twenty four. And um, one day he was on the radio to, to try to find out which was the oldest cafe. So we both phoned in and they said 1924 and I said the 1900s. So, so you beat them? Yeah. 24 we years. We beat the Gambarellis. <laughs> they were no problem. the Gambarellis. Yeah, we took them out. We took care of them. <laughs> you don't like the Gambarelli mob, no, do you? No, well, they're all right. No, the, no. Us, I don't know. I'm sure they're the very Felices. nice people. I'm sure they're lovely people, yes. I don't know. I don't there was even... grandmother that... Well, my granny was, so it was actually my great-grandparents were like one of the first lot of immigrants. They come over, they come over 18, late 1800s. I know my grandmother was born in 1880 in, in Poplar, in um, Chris Street. And then when she was a year or two years old, the, the family moved back to Italy. My great-grandparents decided to take her back to Italy. So she's gone back to Italy. She come back in 1900 with my granddad when they just got married. So mm-hmm. they just got married like 21 years old, 20, 21 years old. Yeah come over here to start a new life and actually started working in the cafe for a guy that they knew he was a friend of theirs from Italy so this existed when they came over in the 1900s as a cafe it was here before yeah but it wasn't on this lovely interior or anything Uh just a regular cafe then it would have been a bit like a tobacconist probably would have sold sweets and tobacco and stuff like that and then that's do you know know what it was called in those days no I don't but then I know that my grandparents, my dad done a bit of research and he looked up and in the library found records. The earliest recorded record we could find of us only, it was about 1904. Mm-hmm. But dad always said he knew my grandmother told him they're actually here before, they owned it before that. So he says about, nine, we say 1900, but it was roughly about 1903, 1904. Okay. We'll allow that, yeah. So and that, then my grandparents come over, they took it over. My granddad died very young of TB in the 30s and he left my grandmother to bring up seven kids and she ran a cafe and couldn't speak a lot of English on her own. So, uh, and that's how, and she, she done it. If you saw old pictures of the kids years ago, they were all immaculate. And then all like this lovely wooden interior, that was put in 1946. And your grandma's name is important, isn't Elide. it? Elide. Elide. That's who yeah, the that's really E, because it's E Palici. Yeah, my little girl, Eleanor, she's an E Palici now, because she's Eleanor Palici. So she's got the E So Palici. you take the E for as a family yeah. name, yeah, to yeah, keep, keep, the keep the family going. It was actually Elide Palici, yeah. yeah. It's a really unusual name. That's lovely. Yeah. So passed down to, to your, my father. your father. Yeah. Well, all the brothers worked in here, but we had another little cap on the corner, which we leased out. But then a lot of the brothers died and their families didn't want to do it. And dad was the only one who really wanted to carry Because he was on. one of, I think, was he one of seven? Five brothers Five and two brothers. sisters. So he was yeah. one of seven. So he was, he was the youngest of the boys. And um, the other brothers, some of them went off to the army and come back and they'd done the cap, but then they didn't want to, their kids didn't want to know about it. So dad... He started a bit later with having a family and that, and he was just into the cafe, and he ended up taking it over. So he took the cafe over, and but he actually bought the, the building as well. He bought the building as wow. well. Yeah. Well, it was actually my grandmother who bought yeah. the building. 
what, 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 days, a fact, what, a, what an investment in those days. Well, yeah, I suppose it wasn't a lot in those days. No. Because it was a real poor slum area. Nobody well, not a lot, but you're talking about someone coming over from Italy. Presumably, yeah, exactly. he wasn't a wealthy man. Exactly. No, yeah. they, they must have worked for everything they And they scrimped got. and saved. And to, scrimped and saved, yeah. yeah. That's a phenomenal achievement yeah, to do it that. Yeah, it is a real full. And you think she could hardly speak any English when she come over. Uh-huh. But if you saw pictures of the kids, they're always dressed immaculately. Like, apparently, she, she used to keep an eye on everything. Even when she was older, my granny... And she didn't do a lot. She'd always be in here watching everything. Mm. So she must have been a very shrewd woman. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any recollection? Yeah, I have. Yeah, you do. I remember once there was um, a sweet shop about three doors down and my granny would always give me a 20 pence piece or a 10 pence piece to go and buy some sweets. And uh, the guy in there, Mr. Hassani, um, Asian guy, really lovely. And we'd always go and get our comics and our sweets and that in there. And one day he come back and he said to my dad, oh, I'm really sorry, but your your son's coming and he's giving me this to buy his sweets. And he, she'd given him a gold sovereign, <laughs> which she must have had in her past. Right. And she'd given it, she, she, did she, she got really old, like towards the end. Uh-huh. I was only little when she died. So, and then I was allowed to go a few doors. I must have been like five or something. I was allowed to go a few doors long to get my uh-huh. sweets. And um, I didn't know what she'd give me. I just gave it to the man. And he, he come back in with me and he said, oh, she'd give me this. Very so, honest of him. Very honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you didn't have to do that. No, but, of course um, not. Yeah, it was nice. But that's one of my recollections of it. But yeah. I haven't got many of her because I was so young. Uh-huh. So, I mean, just to explain where we are, we're, we're at the back of the restaurant, <laughs> yeah. uh, just sitting next to the serving <laughs> hatch, which serving goes, hatch, goes yeah. in the kitchen. And either side of the, yeah, the hatch, you've got a couple of old Yeah, so there's a lovely old picture of my grandmother really there. And there's a lovely old picture of my granddad, Piermore. He is and, um, seriously dapper, isn't he? Oh, he's very dapper. And, yeah, and even you look at the pictures, they must have... I know they didn't have a lot of money, but they must have done okay, because even to get a picture like that done... Well, he's, tur- like, he's turned out in a proper suit well, proper with a suit, tie and like, a pin. Like the gold painted yeah. in. Like, it was a bit of a thing, a statement to get a picture done like that, I suppose. You could, not everyone could go and get it done. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So they must have been doing okay, but I know they worked very hard. Uh-huh. Well, she did. I know he was a bit of a... The stories are he was a bit of a naughty boy. He bit of a Lothario. Well, he was, I think. And he used to, which I think a lot of men were in them days because the women were just tucked up at home and doing left to look after stuff. And he he would go out. I, my dad wouldn't tell us so much, but like a couple of my cousins and that, their parents were a bit older, but it's would have been uh-huh. my uncles and aunts. Right, Tony. No, that's my that's on my mum's side, Tony. Yeah, right, on my okay. mum's side, but uh-huh. on my dad's side. And like a lot of my first cousins are like, one of my first cousins is 80 years old. And I'm 40, so there's a big difference. So he would have good record. the youngest kids, and maybe their parents had them a bit younger, whereas dad had me a bit later, so there's a bit of a gap. But they would know more of the stories. Yeah. And they told me there was one time when apparently my granddad come in here with a racehorse <laughs> that he'd won. He walked the horse into the cafe that he'd won gambling. So he must have been a bit of a... You but, think if he had a, won a racehorse, what was he putting up on the lot? Like, on the lot, was it a, was it a calf? Was it... You don't know where you could have been putting Yeah, but then horses walking up and down uh, Bethnal Green High Street is probably not such a big thing. It wasn't such a big thing, but this was a real... (laughs) But to walk into the... apparently a pedigree racehorse. It was a real good one. Like, he'd he'd won it. So I don't know what he used to get up to. What happened to it? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. But that was just one of the stories. That's bizarre. He was a bit of a... I think he used to... And also, they used to own a house in Italy near the beach somewhere. Which I don't know what happened to it after. But, like, for him to have won that, what was he putting up for on the line yeah so you don't know I think he was a bit of a naughty boy a bit of a play, played a few things played right? a yeah. Few played a few tricks things, here yeah, and there a few things, got yeah. hand in every pie shall yeah, we say yeah I think so yeah yeah fantastic 
But this is a wonderful place because, as you say, it's been. This is now the third generation, yeah. isn't it? So it's, it's like gr- me and my sister now are in here. So, like, so who runs it? It's you, your sister, and, and, and my mum's still the boss. Y- y- <laughs> But she's 78, but she's still in every day. And, and your mum is called... Maria. Maria. But she's gone home now. But she's she like, oh, shame, early. I would like to see her. Yeah, you, would like, she, you can come back and see she's her. She's only been here since about four o'clock this morning, she hasn't is. she? Yeah, well, no, she's got it easy now. She comes in about half seven. She'll tell you she's got it easy. <laughs> she comes in about half seven. When my dad and that, when they was a lot younger, they used to come in... Well, only about ten years ago that she stopped coming in so early, but she'd come in like... Uh, Six o'clock, five yeah. o'clock sometimes. They're getting here to start preparing because everything is freshly made. So yeah. you have to be in it. You can't just come in and open the door and you're open. You have to be in here at least an hour early. So is everything actually made here on oh, the premises? Made, everything our is chips m- are cut by hand. Um, all our sauces are homemade. We don't make our own pasta, but we make all our fillings for our cannellonis, make all our bolognese, all our bechamel, all our tomato sauces, all which is like not all out of packets. It's all mm. freshly made from scratch. So... Um, that takes a lot of doing every day. You have to know what's in the, what needs to be made fresh. Do you get involved in the cooking side? Or you yeah, what, I do, you, but not as much as mum, but I do, yeah. I'm in there in the morning helping out and sometimes I might go in and help out in the afternoon if mum wants something done. But So what's a regular day look like for you then, typically? Uh, what time? Up, up, uh, I'm up about 20 past five, in, in here at six o'clock. Tony's already in here cutting the bread. I'll go out the back and slice some chickens, get the... Fresh chicken breasts every day, cut them up for the escalops, for the grilled chickens, for the sandwiches. And then I might, mum might say, oh, we need some tomato sauce made. Can you cut me the celery and the parsley? And so I'll start doing that. Or she might say, the best, we need some pot of bechamel. We'll start doing that. We'll do it to, like Chef Gabby in the kitchen help. Like we, we all share little jobs uh-huh. together. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a good little thing to do. Yeah, no, it's amazing. So you're all sort of multi-skilled. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you yeah, have to be able to do a bit of everything. Like, you've come today, we've got Mike here. He's come to fix our boiler. Our boiler's been there for years. We've got a, an old stills boiler, they call called. An old what boiler? St- stills boiler, they call uh-huh. it. Which is like, this boiler just produces hot water. That's all it does. It's just hot water, hot water. Yes. Hot water, just because we do the big pots of tea and... Yeah, so, but every year that has to... Because we close in August for a month. So before we go away, every year we'll get this service. We'll get our canopy serviced again. We get that done twice a year with all the grease and fat and things uh-huh. like that. So that needs to be cleaned twice a year, yeah. like deep cleaned. You might clean. You've learned that for insurance purposes, have you? Well, you have to. Yeah, definitely. You have <laughs> Sorry, to. you're talking to somebody who's in the insurance industry. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. No, well, insurance. We were actually very lucky. We had a um, we had a massive fire in here in 2000, and um, we were very lucky because uh, one of our customers saw the smoke coming out of the door. Uh-huh. And this was like about 10 o'clock at night, and he stopped a police car who called a fire brigade, and they come down, and they said, another 10 minutes, we would have lost all our lovely wood. Because it started in the so kitchen. So it just was restricted but to the kitchen. It, it was, yeah, but it was actually a tumble dryer they found out. Because we got, um, you have to go through all the insurance, and yeah, we've got yeah. a loss adjuster in. And, and, um, that's what I do for a living, well, my well, day job. Oh, I'm a loss it. assessor. Well, oh, well, yeah. that's it. You know yeah, exactly yeah. how it goes. Yeah, so, I do. Well, the guys across the road rankings, the little jewellery shop, uh-huh. they rec- we didn't know, it was like the end of the world when it happened. Of course Mom, it would Mum and dad especially, like it was their whole life. So yeah. um, we didn't know where to start. And Ricky across the road said, Nev, look, I've got really good loss assessor. Loss assessor. Yeah. He come in, this guy, and he was brilliant. And he come in, he said, look, you leave everything to me. I, I know to talk to, to get things done. So anyway, the fire brigade comes down and they have to check everything to mm. make sure, because before you can get paid by, by the insurance, so you have to get, the fire brigade has to come and they give you a report of what yeah. happened. And they found out it was actually a tumble dryer that had been switched off at the mains, because they can see, I don't know, they can tell that it's been switched off at the mains somehow, because literally by pushing the button, 
they could see that it they was can tell by the, the telltale top. marks. Yeah, yeah exactly. They yeah. could tell that it had been switched off. That's where the fire started in the tumble dryer, but it had been switched off mm. at the mains, and um, so so we was fine. So, but they said it was a one in a million chance. They said because the towels were in there from the day, Mum had left the. She'd switched it off at the, the cycle had finished, but she thought, I'll take the towels out in the morning. She'd switched it off, thinking that's fine. Because it was a hot night, the towels had sp- spontaneously combusted. Oh, wow. And they said it's like a one in a million, one in two million chance of it happening, but it's happened to us. Mm. And at the time, it was like the end of the world for my mum and dad. It was like, I remember them, they were devastated. So how long did he have to shut down for? Uh, it must have been about eight months. Oh, wow. So, so, must have so, been so, about so, eight months, yeah. something like that. And it so was, you had um, the whole kitchen completely refurbished? Yeah, it was actually, because it was completely gutted. And it was actually turned out to be probably the best thing that could have happened to us. Because it enabled you to sort of modernise. it enabled and us get... to refurbish the whole kitchen, which probably needed doing at the time. Mm. But we weren't going to shut down for six months to redo it. So this was a, you had to shut down. You had no yeah. choice. So it actually gave us, because it was a tiny little kitchen with a little couple of fridges. And now we've got a big walk-in fridge and we've got loads of space. It's, Everything's more organised. So how did you fill your time? Having worked here for so many years. I was actually about... <laughs> you must have been pulling your so hair out. So what was it? 2000. <laughs> it happened in 2000. 19 years ago. I'm 43. So I was 24. Uh-huh. So I actually found quite a few things to fill my time. Which, like, which was mainly going to see friends. And oh, right. Okay. Going out. and Because there's, there's not much you can do here. No. Do you know what I mean? You have to sort of basically... We had a loss assessor. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he got us... Um, he recommended us... Uh, a foreman sort of thing who'd come in and yeah you have a supervisor supervise all the reinstatement works that's fine like, we'd pop round like you pop round like, but there's not much you can actually do no, no. you have to basically let them we could come round and say oh can you hurry things up and they'd say oh yeah we're waiting for this to come and mm. But yeah, we were actually. But I'm just thinking because such a family who's so deeply entrenched yeah, in, the, well, in the history well, of this mum place. Mum and dad were here every day. <laughs> yeah. Probably, we just did round the corner, mum and dad. Can't so, keep away. So they were here every day, but I was probably 24. I probably had. Oh, it was summertime as well. I was probably going down the pub a bit and seeing friends and. So you enjoyed yeah, yourself. If I was needed, but I wasn't really. Because mum and dad were sort of here every day, keeping an eye on things, and uh-huh. I'd pop around sometimes and see her. But mum and dad tell me what was going on. So it's actually a really good time for me. Yeah. So <laughs> even though it wasn't at the start at first, but afterwards it was like. Um, yeah. Once you knew it was all under control, yeah, it was, was going to be control open. And it, yeah. Like the wood was safe and. and we so thought, none of this oh, was gonna... damaged. All this lovely uh, marker tree. You know what's This little bit here. And if you look, you can see it's a tiny little bit There's different. a little bit of blistering there. Yeah, yeah. and that's because apparently the guy that done this was the number one. He was like brilliant. Around the back in the alleyway here, you'll see there's a little alleyway, Vos Street. And yeah. years ago, that was all little inlay wood, fa- little wood uh-huh. workshops. And the guy that done ours apparently was like, my nan used to say, oh, he's the best, he's the best. Like around here. And he's done a brilliant job. And he's, we've got all lovely stuff for my sister. So who commissioned this? This was commissioned by, by your grandmother. Yeah. She would have done, as she could afford it, she'd have a panel put in at a time. My dad always remember, he can remember the guy coming to do it. And she'd have a panel put in at a time. But my sister, she's got all lovely work, because she was the first, my older sister, not Anna, my other sister, because she was the first one to get a job and get a house. Uh-huh. She got all the lovely furniture and she had it all restored. So she's got all this lovely inlaid furniture like in her house, it like beds lovely. and, it's and very, cabinets. It's very, and It's very of its time, isn't it? I mean, well, it's actually after its time, I think. Cause it, no... Because I think it's more 20s, isn't it? Like It is, is it very sort of Art Deco, Deco. style. Yeah. Whereas this was like 40s, but I think what happened, the war happened, and everything sort of stopped for a few years. And then when this was done in 46, it would have been just after the war. Yeah. I suppose they kept the same sort of styles what had been used until the 50s when it started changing and maybe well, it was, the style was a bit different. But yes, yeah, it is very of its time. Maybe, yeah. 
and of course it's totally unique because it's handmade and you don't yeah. you don't see you any cafe I, slash restaurant I don't know how with this much style. It costs, but just to do them little bit of repairs we were talking about there, Steve. Oh, if you have this done today, like cost a fortune, and yeah. it's not as good as what. Oh no! I, I mean, I bet the insurance company were pleased this wasn't damaged in this part of the restaurant because yeah, well, this no, would have cost them a fortune. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to do that. I, I don't know how much it was, but I remember my dad saying, "Oh, you'll never believe how much that cost." Yeah. Like, like it was years ago. I can't remember how yeah. much he said, but it was a lot of money. And I we're mean, lucky we're insured. All the appliances and everything in the kitchen, you can just go oh, just buy off the shelf. But this yeah. is this is all handmade. Oh, this is all handmade. Yeah. And, get, and we were lucky. The, the guy that took over that was running the job, managing the job, the project, project manager. He's brother-in-law was like a in wood inlayer yeah and he, he we, we got him to do it yeah right we, yeah and he'd done other jobs like on cruise ships and stuff like that no, so it's, fan it's fantastic i'm glad you like it and of course it is unique and it's highly unique. original it's and anyone who comes in here will, will spot it straight away yeah, yeah. and we should also say that this is a grade two listed grade two listed, listed building, building yeah. as well which at first when that happened dad was like oh no we don't want to be grade two listed because he thought that you couldn't you're not allowed to make any changes to, alterations which, yeah which in a way is true but you know like if you need anything done like say you need appliances like sinks he thought you won't be able to touch nothing no. but it's not they just they've grade two listed all the wood paneling inside and the fascia of the out the front yeah, it's more the character it's more the, the character yeah but like the... say things like tables and chairs like we've just put new tables in now but um like we we'll keep it. We're not silly. We'll keep it to the style. You don't want to lose the four mica no, touch, exactly. do you? Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> but we used to have lovely um, marble table years ago. Real marble. Like, yeah, real marble uh -huh. tables. But they chucked them out. A load of old sh rubbish. Who chucked them out? Dad and the brothers. They were like, "This is rubbish. This stuff." You know what? I think they let's, used to let's break... chuck the marble out. Get some nice yeah, four exactly, mica and plastic. Exactly. In. Well, they nearly got rid of the wood in the seventies because because this was out yeah. of fashion and they wanted to keep up with the times. Yeah. And my nan said, no, you, until I'm dead, you just can't touch this one. And then dad was pleased after they laid down. But at the time, they thought, well, it's a bit old-fashioned, mum. Let's change it. She was like, no, no, you're not touching that. It's amazing how fashion's changing. How fashion's and, changed, yeah. yeah. And it's all bad. I don't think this will ever go out of fashion now, the actual wood. Like, who could not? It's so be beautiful. Well, it's beautiful. And it is. it makes this what it is today, doesn't it? Well, exactly. Which really, really so, is what it's, yeah, what it's known exactly, for. Yeah. As well as the banter, of and the, course. And the food. Uh, and, and the food, of course. Yeah. I mean, so what is it that's kept people coming here for so many years? Uh, you know, since the 1900s. Oh, I think the food's the main thing. Like, mum's a great cook. My grandma's a great cook. Like, and there's always good quality food, always good quality ingredients. I think that's what most people go to a place for, is to eat. And so you like, go to like, the market in the morning to, to get all the fresh what? ingredients? I used to go to the market every morning. And then, um, not not the meat market, the butchers, we use our local little butcher up the road there, mm -hmm. which is great for us. And it's great for him as well. And of we course. Get, like, we don't get... Things like pork chop and la we'll keep a few lamb chops, but pork chops and steaks and things like that. Because it's literally a minute up the road. If somebody orders something, we'll go and get it freshly. Oh, right. like we'll, we'll say, if you don't mind waiting two minutes, we'll run so up the road. So you just nip down the road to the yeah, local so butcher. Yeah, the butcher, which is literally on this road here, like a minute up the road. So uh -huh. we'll go and... And years ago, it was even easier because we had two, one either side, but now it's different. So we just go to Peter up the road. Yeah, so we like to keep everything fresh. That's one of the main things why people come. But then you've got the uh, the lovely interior. It's another reason. And then you've got like the um, the banter and the atmosphere, which yes. is like, um, my sister's mad. Like, she's, as you've met her before. <laughs> I met her very briefly. Yeah, exactly. And then like, you've lively. Got, 
yeah, but you might come in here on your own and I'll put you next to two people. I think, oh, they'll get on well. And then the next thing, they're having a chat. And I've had loads of times when people have got together and have stayed friends or they just say, oh, so and so been in. I'd like to see him again. Like, Because a lot of the cafes I go to, I live in northwest London, yeah, yeah. a lot of the cafes I go to, I used to go to, yeah. you, you, a lot of people come in, they want to try and find a place in a quiet corner Where to, they can to sit away. Where they can open their laptop and sit. Exactly. Nah, you can't you do none of that in here, Steve. No. No. But it's interesting, you say you actually try and find someone who yeah, you think they might get on think, with. Well, I know I'm pretty nosy, so I'll be like, what do you do? How's, how's your day going and all this? So, <laughs> like, say once you've been in a few times, I'll think, oh, and someone might come in there and I'll go, oh, sit with Steve or whatever. He, you might have a nice chat with him. And yeah. I'll say, oh, you, Steve, you might be interested in to meet him. Uh-huh. And he'll be like, oh, and they're like, oh, I had a great chat. Sometimes they don't, but sometimes, yeah, they want to come in. They don't want to be on their own. And they, they might just sit down and have a chat. I've got a guy coming in a minute. And I put him with his, a girl, Marinda. She had just come over from New Zealand and James had split up with his girlfriend a few months before. And I said, James, why don't you give her a little tour of London? Like, tell her a few places to go. She'd just come over for work. She just, like, they've been going out for over a year now. Because of your introduction? Yeah, because I introduced her. Oh, fantastic. Before you know it, you'll be at the and wedding and you'll be godfather. Well, and, exactly. yeah. and even other little things. Yeah, didn't I did. I'm just like, you get loads of people, like Tony. Like when you could smoke in here. Oh my God, that must, have been, you that must have been horrendous. Yeah, but it was horrendous. Well, at the time you didn't know no difference. No. But people, it's so small, you can imagine. But Tony would get, like the till would be around the other side. But it's all changed now, but the till would be here. And we didn't have a big coffee machine years ago. Uh-huh. So we used to just use this boiler here and make the instant coffee until about 20 years ago. And when you could smoke in here, like if you had a big, a big uh, bill come up and Tony had start. my dad had start ringing the, the till because it's an old cash register my dad had start ringing the till up and Tony would get underneath and he'd go oh no the till's catching fire and he'd start blowing up puffs of smoke and he'd go oh no the till's catching fire like, and there'd always be jokes like to be had like every he, even he now smoke. we still get some no yeah he still smokes he but still the till smokes. doesn't the still you, doesn't you send him out for a fag yeah we send him out <laughs> but it's still get you get great characters and you never know who you're going to sit next to I get like so many different sort of people come in Steve so you've had some um, so obviously you have a lot of celebrities yeah, who come in over the years as well you've got some of them their, their pictures up on the wall here yeah, that's Kemp a few, we've got a few of the EastEnders up on the wall but then uh-huh. we get like loads we've had like Alan Rickman and um, David Schwimmer popped in here and we've had um, the guy David Schwimmer not exactly his he was doing a film was he doing Rum Fat Boy Rum did he direct that I'm not sure uh, I couldn't tell you anyway he was doing something around here and a couple of the guys that did, were doing the lighting on his film set uh-huh. they said I want a great little place you'd like David and they brought him around here and they, they brought him into here and he had a nice time yeah he had a cherry pine custard and then um, <laughs> you, you even remember yeah, what well, he you got to remember what David Schumann <laughs> haven't you and then you, you, you like, um, like we've got the guy from Stranger Things was in like before Christmas and you, you never know who you're going to get in yeah which is great it's all part of it but then you you might have like um, you could have like uh, you, I, I love asking people what they do and you get some really interesting answers do they come in here and you, you look at them and you think I recognise you but I can't I can't put yeah, a name yeah. you, you, do, do you go to do, do you yeah of course yeah. I'm, a bit, I'm, I'm not shy care. about coming forward Steve <laughs> no I've noticed yeah so we, we don't mind yeah and it's, if they don't if they want to be left alone we'll leave you alone but some of them like, like a little chat and, uh-huh. yeah and He's just been slapped. I've just been slapped by little Irene, who's our adopted little sister who's been here from... Telling him to get his feet off the new chairs. which is right, actually. Absolutely. You don't want new chairs. I'm making you too relaxed. Put me in the comfort zone. Too relaxed. You're relaxing me too. Can you stop giving me that shoulder rub now, please, Steve? (laughs) 
Steve, no, steady, babe, steady. baby oil as well, Steve. What's this all Thank about? God we've got an explicit ra- uh, rating. <laughs> baby oil, indeed. <laughs> what about some of the characters, who, the regulars who come in here over yeah, the years? Yeah, you've got like your local boys who come in, who've come in from school days. You've got, um, we get like everything. We get like the local ambulance service. You get your your local wide boys come in. You get your, um, you could be sitting next to a lawyer. You could be sitting next to the dustman come in the morning. You get the store holders. You just, anybody, it could just yeah. be anybody. You never know who's coming in. Well, everybody. I've got, I've got little Flory who you, you interviewed. It, it was the Flory. She, the, she, yeah, well, Flory put you on to me. And director like, of the, uh, she, the, the, art, the Weiss Art Gallery. Yeah, exactly. And she comes in and she, I've got another young, I've got a nice little group of lads who've been coming in. They're like all 21. They've been coming in since they before they were going to school together. Their parents had come in, and now they come back on their own. It's like their little cafe to come to. And one of them runs his dad's little art gallery because it's changed now. Do you know what I mean? All the kids around here. You still got your your little rough kids like I was. Do you know what I mean? Hanging around the flats. But then the new little lot, you've got a lot of the trendies and their kids. So this little one, he his dad's got an art gallery up. Um, Broadway Market somewhere, uh-huh. and then one of them's into music. He's doing his jungle music, and but they all come in here still. They they love coming to the cafe, and they most of them still have the same thing they have every time they yeah, come. Do sure. you know what I mean? That's their little place to come. So have you have you noticed? Have you been aware of the changes yeah, over over the years? Change. I mean, obviously, change. you know, you had a lot of uh, the Jews and Irish were yeah, living course. here, oh, and then then, got, then the Bangladeshi community yeah, moved got, in. You know what I love about East End? You you've got a great mix of everything. You've got all the cultures here. You've got like. Like when my parents come, like Italians, but there weren't many Italians in this area, it would have been more Clerkenwell, but you had the Jewish in that and the Huguenots before them. And um, do you know what I mean? The areas are always constantly changing. Like the, what's the mosque now? It used to be the synagogue Correct. down Brick Lane. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? My, my dad and I, I remember him saying that when they were younger, if they wanted a lovely suit made, you'd go to Brick Lane because that's where all the Jewish tailors were. Yes. The Jewish tailors were the best. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So that's, and now it's like, then it changed. It went to, you had a lot of the Irish there as well. Then it changed to the Bangladeshi community, which main community and then now it's changing again it's going all the hipsters and the trendies are becoming trendy and fashionable it's again trendy and fashionable but which is but is that going to be a problem though is no, that with I the gentrification and prices of properties go going up too much. yeah that's always there's always a look, nothing's ever perfect so you can't have everything do you know what i mean if you want the area to get nicer that's gonna the prices are gonna go up property's mm. gonna go up if the area doesn't get nicer and everything stays mm. the same do you know what i mean it makes it a bit more awkward for for people to get on the ladder and well i was looking in the sh- in the well, uh, yeah, stage agent's window and walking ridiculous. down here like, i've had to move out to the countryside steve i live right out in the countryside now mm. i've moved right out where where are you mile end <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've, I, I have right to the sticks. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, but do you know what I mean? Because I couldn't afford, I'd rather live in Bethnal Green, but uh-huh. that's like, that is, that I said, that's my little joke. I say I live out I in know. the countryside. But do you think there but, is a specific Bethnal Green community yeah, still here? Yeah, of course here. there still is. A lot yeah. of people still say to me, oh, I've lived in, even my wife, she's Irish, and she lived in a lot of different places when she first came over. But she said, oh, the East End, you can still feel there's like a bit of soul and community in the East End. And so many people say that to me. Oh, I lived in West London, North London, South London, which we won't mention because the South Londoners are a different oh, a different breed. breed. They're yeah. different people. You get a nose no bleed. one should be forced to live in South London, but they do. Steady. But, um, but yeah, but but they always say to me, oh, he's, he's smiling. Your boy, the man, say, smiling. Yeah, he, he's, he's obviously from uh, where's he from? Cat- uh, is he? <laughs> if he was a South Londoner, no way. And um, yeah, so so you, um, I don't know. Yeah, it has changed a lot. And the people that around here has changed a lot. But I think it's actually nice. Like I, I might go now. I don't go out much now because I've got the kids. But if I go and meet a few friends, we'll go to a little local pub. 
And um, whereas before, when I was younger, we wouldn't go out. Like, you might go for a little drink one night with your mates, but you wouldn't go out around here. Like, if we went out for a night out, we'd go up the West End. Yeah. Like, because it was rubbish around here. There, the, there was no good clubs or pubs or... Whereas now, you can take your pick of the pubs and bars and and restaurants. You've got so much choice around here, which is a great thing. It can only be good for the area. Yeah, so whilst, whilst you've been aware of the changes, as far as you're concerned, it's still a yeah. good area, yeah, still look, a good it, mix. And the, and the people don't you change, have, really, yeah, do they? Yeah, of course. And, like, it does some... Some of it is a bit poncy, but but a lot of it's really good. Like people like Flory come to the area. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's like she's lovely, Flory, with her little like a little kid, and she goes mudlarking on the Thames with yeah, her daughter. Exactly, yeah. and she's, she's she's so lovely. lovely, and they're like nice people come to the area. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's a bit cool and trendy, and it's such a great location. You can be like anywhere from here in London in like half an hour or something. It's such a good place to be. Yeah, and that's why I love Bethnal Green. I love the area. Yeah, it is a great, great area. Great area. It is. It's got such a buzz as well to it. As you walk, walk up here from the station, so you can it's fantastic. Smell all the different smells, and you've got like all the um, the stalls selling a lot of the um, the Bangladeshi vegetables and the fruits, and you've got like um, Chinese restaurants, Italian restaurants. You've got like little pop up. You've got Spanish restaurants. You've got everything. Yeah, it is. Don't good. have to go nowhere. No, it is really good. Yeah, it's really good. I'm very disappointed you're closing in August. I'm going to have to get in here before you. Yeah, close. come down. You've got to try Mama's cooking. I'm like, going to uh, have to. What do you uh, recommend? What's what? what's What's uh, the chicken, special? Chicken, bacon, and mushroom pie is uh -huh. lovely, really good. Pastry, my all the pastries are the homemade? Mini, yeah, I, I, yeah, all the pastries homemade, lovely. all the fillings, yeah. everything's homemade. All the chips are cut by hand. Chicken, bacon, and mushroom pie, Ooh, hand cut yeah. chips, broccoli, cheese, and a, and a bit of <laughs> bit of army all over it. Yeah. You know what army is? Army and navy. Come on, Grave, Steve. Come on, come on. <laughs> Your London legacy. Come on, <laughs> Give us that. a break. Come <laughs> on. And um. Yeah, like even things like that. I've got an old boy comes in every day, Peter, and we'll have a bit of banter, me and Melvin. He's he's mate Melvin, a taxi driver who comes uh -huh. in. Pete works for a big Marlborough, they're a big like firm, does all the resurfacing of the roads. So uh -huh. he's always on the phone and doing things. About seventy Peter. And um Melvin comes in and they're best mates, they sit together. But me and Melvin will say, Oh, let's make up an a, a rhyming word like and we'll say something and Peter goes no no that's not true no no and he, he'll go out we, we make it he goes out in his car he's got a book of Cockney rhyming Cockney slang and you he'll go out and he'll check you make him, him think he's missed one book. it's not in the book <laughs> and we just love winding him up but that's what it's like great banter in here we, we phoned up one of our best mates Jimmy was in hospital for a few weeks the other week so we got the whole calf to sing a rendition of Jimmy is a fat Something uh -huh. which you can work out yourself, uh -huh. but it was great. The whole calf sang it to him down the phone, he loved it, cheered him right <laughs> up while he's in hospital. Do you know what I mean? You never know what's gonna happen in here, Steve. I believe you even had some connection with the craze, or not you personally? Oh, yeah, not me, but mum and dad they would have like been in here every day. The craze when it was there, it was their local little hangout. Uh -huh. You think you didn't have mobiles and that like you did now, so. They would go to their club and then six o'clock in the morning they'd come in here and if anybody wanted them that's where they'd come and meet them in here. In this the is where tactics were discussed and yeah, meetings so. meetings held. Yeah, I suppose they would have done it. But wow. in here, my grandmother. If you ever asked my dad and my grandmother, they always said, "Oh, they were nice boys. They were gentlemen." And then Mum used to come here as well. And then Mum knew my nan and. I don't know. I've never heard. I've, I, I get other people telling me terrible stories about them, but my mum and dad and that, they always said they were very nice mm. and in here and they were polite. And they obviously weren't very nice. They were very nice. Well, nasty. no. No, history, well, here, history demonstrates they weren't that nice. In here, they were very nice. And when they went out, I suppose they did whatever they did. Well, they got on with their business. Yeah. They yeah. got on with their business, which yeah. is what they did. Well, it's been a pleasure to. Uh, 
be here. Thank you very much for allowing me into your cafe. I was just getting cafe. warmed up. You're just getting warmed up. Doing? I was just getting warmed up here. You said guaranteed me at least an hour. Maybe you, can, you can go on no, for an hour. I know you're a busy I'm boy. Only joking, you got Thanks kids to go, got home kids to. to go home to. I know. Yeah. You had a go at me for turning up five minutes late. Wow. <laughs> what kind of a. Uh, what kind of ship are you running here, Steve? <laughs> well, I, I walked past, in fairness, and I saw you were still busy, so I thought, I'll give oh, you a few yeah. minutes. You've got all the excuses. <laughs> You've got a little pocketbook of excuses down there. Before we wrap up, yeah. I do ask all my guests, yeah. and you said you, you said you had this in the back of your head yeah. already, I ask all my guests to think of or to recommend two places in London that they know or they love yeah. that may not be famous. I'm not looking for like Buckingham Palace, but yeah. places that are, are Oh, famous. you've taken my answer Am there, I? Steve. Oh, sorry. That, you just think, well, it's a Buckingham Palace. That, that and the London Eye. And, well, I was going to say uh, Big Ben. <laughs> Come on. So a couple of places that you, you know and are special to you in London. But there's a great little pub I love called The Palm Tree. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, no, where is that? So it is along the canal. So if you go straight up um, to Roman Road here until you get to the canal, yes. then you get on the canal and there's a great little pub there called the Palm Tree and there's a, an old couple. Um, so you've got Alfie, is the is the proprietor, and his wife, Val, who they, they run it and they're really lovely. They've been there real old-fashioned, like been there for, I don't know, they've had it for about 50 or 60 years. Uh-huh. But on a Friday and Saturday night, they get the old crooners in there singing. <laughs> and it's like a real old school, it's a, like a real old, they haven't got too many of these trendy beers that have been, you know, like, I always say they've been brewed in your nan's knickers for two months <laughs> and then they charge a £15 a pint or something uh-huh. like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like a real old school pub and it's like just... An old-fashioned boozer. You go there with your missus or with your mates. There's like... Yeah, it's an old-fashioned boozer. But it's like, you go along, have you, a drink. You get a few trendies in there, but you get a few of the old Have a sing-along. Yeah, and you, you don't get no trouble in there. It's real. It's a real lovely pub. It's along the canal in the summer. It's lovely. Sounds nice. Yeah, and it's a it's a real, Go and check it out. I will she's, check that out. So really, remind us what that's called again. It's called the Palm, the palm Tree. tree. It's okay. a really really lovely little pub. Okay, we'll check that out. What's the and, other um, place? And where else could I say? I know some great little places. Well, I like. Would you want a pub or a restaurant? Well, you can, or whatever a, takes your fancy. You could well, be a, a walk, pub, a museum. So let's go. Yeah, walk. Walk. I love just walking down, um, getting on the canal from Broadway Market. And going for a walk up past the Angel Wislington and Clerkenwell. Perfect. Um, not Clerkenwell, Angel Wislington, Camden, Camden, Regent's Park. Yeah. That's a great little walk. If you, if you like walking, that's yeah. a great walk. Yeah. And then you've got Brick Lane on a Sunday and C- Columbia Road. But I've got my favourite. I love a little, there's a little Thai restaurant my mate took me to about 20 years ago. He used to go to Thailand a lot. It's actually the jewellery shop across the road, Rankins, which is great for any jewellery. I've known him for years. And he, he's... Um, this is the same guy who recommended the loss assessor. <laughs> Hey, he knows yeah, everything. Like, I've got to go like and see. Like <laughs> yeah. And Robbie and that. I've known them right. so since I was a little kid. They're about ten years older than me, sort of thing. And when I was about 17, 18, he'd say, no, come on, Nev, I'll take you to a little Thai restaurant. It's down Stratford, just over the bow flyover, on the right-hand side, opposite the Holiday Inn. And um, it's a little cafe in the day, but it's run by a Thai family, been there about 30 or 40 years. And in the night, it becomes a Thai restaurant. It's a cafe in the day, Thai restaurant in the night. And, um, and their fish curry is out of this world. And... Yeah, it's just a great Do you know the place. name of it? It's called the Pie Crust. The Pie Crust? The Pie Crust. And it's actually a great It's little... not very Thai, is it? No, and even <laughs> to look at it from outside, it might be like, a bit like, oh, it looks a bit dinge. Yeah. But it's just, they've kept it like that for years. But these, like, these are the secret places we want to know yeah, about. Yeah, and, the, and the, um, the, like the dad's out the back cooking and the auntie's out the back cooking and the mum's out the front, so... And like, uh, she talks really broken English, but the kids, like, they speak perfect English. They're born over here and they help out the front serving. A bit like, reminds me of my, my cafe sort of thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, if you like Thai food, it's a great little location. I do, and I'm sure there's plenty of people listening yeah, here also it, like Thai. It's worth a visit. It's yeah. really nice. And they're nice people. Yeah. 
Well, it's been but they too close in August, I think. Like we do do. we're shut in August, so don't come well, in I'm August. I'm going to have to stuff my face before the yeah, end no, of the month. No, they don't. Is it? No, they actually shut in January, but for a month. So check before you go down there. Oh, they probably go after Thailand yeah, or something. Yeah, I think they do. The I think they do. But we're yeah. we're closed in August for a month, so don't come down. But where, where do you go? You go. You well, go back. Mum goes back to Tuscany for mm. where we're from for a month usually, and then like uh, last year I went there, but this year I'll probably go. Somewhere else with my wife, and we're meeting her family. But you, take, so you just to, take the month off. We're going and to go Grotti this year, so oh. which is nice. I we'll, like Lanzagrotti. We'll Lanzarote. be there in September. Oh, we'll, we'll yeah. be there. In, that's we're, why I knew you, you go. were going in September. So uh, <laughs> I don't actually want you knowing where <laughs> no, I'm going. No, don't tell uh, me. <laughs> where, where are you going? Let me ask you first. <laughs> we, we go um, near uh, what's it called? Costa Teguise. Oh, you go to the posh bit. Of course. Of course you do, Steve. <laughs> no, I'm going to the rough bit. I'm going to. We're going to the. You're going down south. We're going to Port del Carmen. It's nice. There's a lot of Irish people there. My wife's Irish, so it's like. Dublin, nice bars but in like, with sunshine very so nice it's, it's actually really nice yeah I'll, I'll really have it. and it's set up for kids which is great so. we had one of the roughest boat trips ever in, in, in that area Steve come on we haven't got time to talk about you again no, no. <laughs> shouldn't we wrap this up about 10 minutes we're ago we're going to wrap this Go on, up tell now. your story no no no, no we'll save it for another time okay it's been an absolute pleasure to you have you Thanks, on the podcast Steve. thank you very much Good indeed man. take care thank you every week here at Your London Legacy we bring straight to your device a new and fascinating guest with a wonderful London-based story. We hope you enjoy listening to their timeless stories as much as we enjoy creating them for you. If so, the best way to show your appreciation is to subscribe to the show. Simply go to www.yourlondonlegacy.com and pop your name and email in the box where shown. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Thank you for your support. <laughs>